Welcome to Gold Star Classroom, the podcast where our panelists go back to school. I'll grade them on their answers to a variety of general knowledge and trivia questions. They don't know what I'm going to ask, and I don't know what they're going to say. The student with the highest grade at the end of today's class will win the coveted classroom prize, the Golden Banana. I'm your host and professor, Dr. Jerry Joffe. Welcome to today's episode of Gold Star Classroom. I'm your host and headmaster, Dr. Jerry Jaffe, and it's my pleasure to introduce today's students. On my right is comedian Jared Gill. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming to class today. (laughs) And sitting on my left is professor of theater from Bowling Green State University, Dr. Jonathan Chambers. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Jonathan. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm glad to hear that. Thanks for coming to class today. Sure, thank you. And uh, sitting directly across from me is someone who was a comedian who was recently retweeted by Jennifer Aniston, oh. Jake Dickey. <laughs> that's complete. That's not true. Oh. It's not true? It was, a, it was a false Jennifer Aniston. But who hasn't fallen for that, am I right? right? Five bonus points for Jake Dickey for catching out the truth. All right. Well, welcome to class. It's my job to quiz you on the width and breadth of human learning And as any teacher would do, grade your answers. And the student with the highest score at the end of today's class is going to receive the coveted classroom prize, the golden banana. (laughs) Just letting you know I like to play by golf rules, so the lower (laughs) score I get, the better I feel about myself. We'll have to go over math with you later. Um, All right. If you gentlemen are ready, I'm going to start with um, a simple topic. the The theme is, how well do you know your keyboard? And let me say to my students listening at home, the students in class are not allowed to look at a keyboard or their phones during these questions. (laughs) Is it weird that I thought of a piano first? (laughs) No, but we'll get to music appreciation later. All right, it's a simple question. On the standard keyboard that you see nowadays in your 2015, what symbol is with the three? Um, Gentlemen? Is that... The at? We have one guess for the at. I think he's right, actually. It's either that or a star. A star? I, I, like the asterisk? Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's actually what I was going to say. The, I was going to say the asterisk. That might be it. Okay. That sounds right. Well, minus 10 points for everybody. <laughs> the correct answer is the number sign, also sometimes called the pound sign, or the hash or hashtag. All right. We're off to a great start. Way off. We're a bunch of asterisks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, well, get your head out of your asterisk. What symbol is... We're going to pound these questions out, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hashtag keyboard puns. What symbol is with the number seven? I'm going to stick with asterisk. (laughs) I'm going to say asterisk. Okay, we have two votes for asterisk, Jared. If that is, in fact, your name. uh, um, I'm going to say we're... I'm going with the asterisk. And minus 10 points for everybody. (laughs) Let let me explain to you how gambling works. When two people have said one thing, you might as well say the other. One, I couldn't think of something else. (laughs) Two, I didn't want to be wrong alone. Sure, you're either all right or all wrong together. That's right. The brotherhood. We're like like the people playing music on the Titanic as it's going down. (laughs) Is it and? Uh... It is the ampersand, which Uh, is an and symbol. Yeah, yeah, yes. yes. It's the ampersand, which is the and symbol. 
for um, I would not have known that. I would have right. just called it the and symbol. Oh, uh, well, it would have been uh, bonus points for knowing it was called the ampersand. All right. Now then, what? This will be the last one on this theme. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to predict. <laughs> Asterisk. Colon. <laughs> uh, I'm a doctor, but I'm not that kind of doctor. <laughs> what is with the number two? Asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> This class loves their asterisks. I'm, I'm going to go with greater than. <laughs> what do you got, Jared? Jeez, uh, less than. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no. Can I take that back? Well, we can try, misclick. As long as your answer is greater than mine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do the at again. The at symbol, the A. We already discussed it was on. No, he mm, guessed it earlier know? and it was wrong. Oh, it was wrong. Yeah. Okay. yeah, 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 yeah. It, it did come up earlier, but as a wrong answer. I believe he's actually right. So we have to double down that last time. <laughs> your earlier negative points for being wrong twice. But um, Jared's second answer is correct. Boom! Oh! Yay! Uh, awesome. Except for your answer is basically correct, so 10 points to you, sir. I will take basically. However, I do have to uh, inform you and all the students listening at home mm -hmm. that of all the symbols on your keyboard, it is the most controversial because it does not have a standard name. Even though you did say at, mm -hmm. and everyone knew what you meant, it does not, at, unlike ampersand or pound or number sign, it does not have a universal name. Are you going to tell us what the universal name is? Well, first I was going to say, I have a list of like 10 common <laughs> words that are used to describe this mark. All right. uh, does anyone know any of the other? I'd say it's an A with a circle. It is an A with a circle. That is the symbol we're talking about. Um, I'll give you that. Um, I will say, um, I know you did say the word at, but mm -hmm. did you say at mark or at, or just at? I also said at mark. At one point. No, I, I didn't. <laughs> I, I'm going to go back and listen to the tape, and I, I may posthumously give you minus mm -hmm. or plus 10 points. Um, I will say, if you Google this thing, the top listed name is at Sign. Thank you, so, Internet. Mm -hmm. So Wikipedia thinks it's called the at, the at sign. sign. But then it lists various alternative names for it, uh, such as at symbol and the commercial at, as well as a bunch of other sort of random names. Some people call it a strudel, apparently. Is it because mm. it looks like a strudel? I, strudel. I, I, on page two of my <laughs> lesson plan, I do have the history of the at sign. So I may get, uh, quiz you on some of that as well. Um, Man, with all these new knowledges, I'm just going to go pick up chicks and drop knowledge bombs on them. <laughs> just make it rain. That is the goal. Yeah. yeah. Um, you going to come back and meet at Mark my place? At, <laughs> it is known as, uh, sometimes known as the commercial at, because it comes into our uh, typographical lexicon via the world of commerce. And in a uh, business setting, do you know what the at sign signifies? Um, it signifies someone's name on Twitter, right? It, like, it, it, that is one of its 21st century uses. Very are we talking media. Media. pre internet? But I, yes, I mean, like, it, it's, it, it, it wasn't always used as just like at here, like at. No. No. It, in in, in a means? business setting, it was has it like, a specific meaning was it like, uh, attention? that predates the internet. Was it attention? Like if no. you sent like a oh, good guess. I give you one point for good, good guess, uh, but that's wrong. 
Is I'll it, take was one it... point. <laughs> You're now winning by one point. Hmm. I have no I, idea. I thought he was winning by... I think hey, I am I, winning. I thought Jared there's was all winning. kinds <laughs> of math going on back here. I can't explain it all. There's abacuses, there's computers. I'm does using my Does it stand toes. for abacus? <laughs> he's saying, he's saying I'm morally not. winning right now. In a, a historical business setting, that at mark, which in, sometimes in business is called commercial at, is used to indicate the price per unit, like 12 apples oh. at $1. Ah, that makes sense. And it turns out to be important in a business setting because the word at, the normal word at, can be confusing. If you like just said the sentence. I always get confused. So you yeah. guys, right. listen, like, you can follow me at 12 apples at $1 <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter or Facebook. Nobody else has that one. Like if you said $12, 12 apples at $1, does that mean I owe you a dollar or so I owe you $12? So was basically, was it shorthand? Was it created by shorthand? Ah, well now we get into the history of it. My good friend, let me ask you this question. I, I've already indicated it predates the internet age. Mm -hmm. Any idea, even the century in which the at mark starts to appear in business? 16th. You know, I'm not going to go out on a guess on this one because right. I'm well aware of it. Okay. 17th. Okay. Century, obviously. You're very confident. I'll give you a C for confidence. I'm going to go 19th century. <laughs> Maybe when the like, newspapers were. Sure. Uh, getting, it, it was the print thing. Uh, you raised a couple save, of great issues, actually, that I don't want to lose track of. But in terms of this question, Jonathan's answer, which was the 16th century, right? Yes. Is correct. Is it because of the printing oh. price? No, it's not. It, it, it goes back to scribes, actually. And uh, they, in going back into further history, uh, scholars aren't really sure how it emerged. There's like just sort of unsustainable theories. One theory is that monks used it because they, had a uh, you know, they uh, copied books and copied the Bible so much that it could save on effort mm -hmm. by not right. writing out the word at every time. There's some other theories. Yeah, because that second letter, that takes <laughs> up a lot of time. It does. It's the same way they don't put a fifth <laughs> finger on cartoon characters. <laughs> Think of the whole Bible. You know, it could save you a day at the end of your life if you did that. Um, but the earliest known example in history of the at mark being used in a business setting is in the 16th century. Hmm. But Jake did bring up the 19th century, which saw the invention of the modern typewriter. And early typewriters did not have the at mark on them. Um, I will just say, because it would be kind of a mean question, I'll just tell you, the earliest known typewriter to have the at mark on it came from uh, the 1880s. Sorry, I'm just looking at my lesson plan to make sure I say that right. Came from the 18, 1889. It was the earliest known typewriter to have the at mark on it as a key punch feature. Um, but business people had been using it since at least the 1500s. It sucked back then because when you wanted to tag somebody on Twitter, you had to send it by horse. Yes. <laughs> uh, um, and no one retweeted. <laughs> it was rehoofed back then. <laughs> Well, as I, thank you, as I tally your scores so far, I am reminded of what a human rights activist Malala once said about education, that it is like a precious, precious gift. It's like a diamond. And I'm heartened to see so much coal in the classroom today. <laughs> Which brings us to our next topic. Students listening at home know that astronomy is one of my favorite topics, and it come comes up from time to time in this classroom. Uh, 
of the eight established planets, uh, where is Earth in the order from the sun? Third. Correct. Yes. Very good. And uh, which planet is second? Mars. Mars. No. Go, go faster, faster. Venus. Mar Venus. Venus. Yeah. Yeah. And Mars is? Third. Fourth. Fourth. Fourth, yeah. So two, three, four is Venus, Earth, Mars. And so I have a few questions to find out what you students know about our two closest neighbors. You're going to be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I saw what happened at the first question. I doubt I'll be surprised. I've seen an episode of The Cosmos. So <laughs> Maybe you'll know a couple of these. I used to watch Third Rock from the Sun. Using, um, don't get me started on Third Rock from the Sun. Using just diameter, because there's different ways that, you know, physicists might measure mass and size, but just going by diameter, what is the approximate diameter of Mars? Any ideas? Are we talking in inches or? In kilometers, because in this classroom we use the metric system. <laughs> That's what I use with girls, too. I tell them it's in kilometers. <laughs> in kilometers. Yes. I'll take an estimate, of course. Uh, I'm going to go 48,000. 48,000 kilometers is the 48 diameter. 48, four, no, I don't know. The diameter. I don't know shit about the metric system. <laughs> Fair enough. Do you know I just know it goes in increments of 10. That's it. Let me ask you this question. Does anyone know the diameter of the Earth? Isn't it 24,000 square, 24,000 miles? Um, but I have this in kilometers. Damn it! Which is 12,700 kilometers is the approximate. Okay, so then diameter. I'm going to go with 24 for Mars. Thus suggesting that, that it's the diameter is like twice as big. Right. Okay. So what do you uh, think? No, I'm going to say 10. So a little smaller. Yeah, I think it's smaller than the Earth. What do you think? We have you know, twice as I big or a little smaller? I think it is smaller, but I'm going to try to get in that middle spot. Wait, what did you say? I said 10. <laughs> 10? Yeah, I think... Which is close to 12, by the Can way. I play this um, Price is Right style yeah. and just go up by one? You just go one just dollar? one dollar. I'm going to go 11. I don't have any rice a for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, uh, is it based on... If the, I go over it, do I not win? Is it only if you get it right? It, it if, to get maximum points, you have I, to get it right. Okay, but I will get some points. But you get partial points. points for being closest in this type of question. Remember to spay your pets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll um, go with 11. It is smaller, 000. and in fact, Mars is much smaller. Its diameter is half. I knew it was half. Upper. I couldn't remember if it was half or double. <laughs> I knew it was exactly opposite. Uh, so it's about 6,700 kilometers round, its diameter. How about Venus? So that's 10 points for me, right? Closest to those don't, don't put your <laughs> way over. Don't so. put your teacher on the spot like that. <laughs> <laughs> bum, 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 bum. What? what was your guess? Ten thousand? Yeah. I'll give you ten thousand points. Okay, thank you. All right. Um, that's uh, so. How about the diameter of Venus? Anyone? 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 Um, diameter of Venus. We can start with the question. We go twenty-four thousand. Twice as big. And I'm going to go with an asterisk on that. <laughs> Not an ampersand. No, an asterisk because I could probably get that wrong. But you know, you can read that at the bottom of the page. I think it's smaller, too. I'm going to say 10 again. 10 again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Mr. Ten again. A, a good 7. So it's also smaller, but even smaller. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Venus is known for being close to the same size as the Earth. It. It's about 12,000. I meant miles. Kilometers. Um, how about, I just have a few more statistics about all three planets. How about distance from the sun? So I start with the Earth, our home. Approximately, what is the is average it, distance of the Earth from the sun? Isn't it 100 million miles? No, less. Uh, no heckling from the audience, <laughs> unless you want to be sent to the principal's office, young man. Um, but chuckling is allowed, so you can keep that going. Uh, 
It was a very serious test we're taking right here. <laughs> okay. Could decide their futures in college and in life, what kind of employment they get. So I've been a comic again, for years. I've been unemployed forever. So again, in, in kilometers. Yes, yeah, so I have time. most of these statistics in kilometers are in the metric system. You know we all are products of the United States education system, and we don't do kilometers, right? right? But right. you know you're in class, and it's my job to <laughs> elevate your thinking processes. All right. And so we use the metric system. I'm going to uh, go 48,000. <laughs> million. 48 million. I think he's laughing because you're way off. I'm probably way off. <laughs> Uh, well, what's your guesstimate, Jared, if that is your real name? I guarantee it's around 80,000 kilometers From the away. sun. <laughs> no, that sounds a little short. That sounds a little short. We're going with 280,000. <laughs> um, Earth is approximately 150 million kilometers from the sun. That's close. Yeah, I was off. I just didn't say the right thing. Yes. Mm. You did use words, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and letters that appeared in your answer appeared in the correct answer. Right. Can you edit out all the wrong answers and edit in the right answers for me in this? That's the old um, actor's joke. It's easy to remember all the words. The hard part is getting the them order. in the right order. Yeah. So we know Venus is closer than 150 million kilometers. Approximately. Hundred. A hundred million kilometers, that's a guesstimate. That's that's where I'm going. Gentlemen. I'm gonna go fifty million. Rocking yeah. the eighty mil. Uh approximately hundred and eight million kilometers, so that's hundred and eight million points for Jonathan. <laughs> I do not judge distance well. <laughs> no. No. Especially these big numbers, it can be hard to conceptualize. Dude, I can't I don't know I don't know what to do between my eight iron and my nine iron. <laughs> How am I gonna detect kilometers? I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, let's at least close the book on distance with Mars, which is further. So Earth is 150 million, approximately. 180. 230. Bing, 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 bing. Nerds! We have a winner of the Nerd Prize. <laughs> that is the exact answer. I'm going to go 220. 230 million kilometers. Congratulations on winning today's Nerd Prize. Thank you. Excellent. What an honor. Um... Let's just do a couple of interesting facts. We won't dwell on statistics as much. Just a couple more questions. How about the state of uh, moons? How many moons, if any, does Mars have? I don't think Mars has any moons. One, two, maybe. Well, I'm going to go two. What do you think? I'm going to go two also. All right. You each get two points. Maybe two, two. The answer (laughs) is two. Uh, Bonus points if anyone knows the name of either of these. Aren't the names like a number? They're not. I don't actually. No, have these any. are like old. Oh wait, is it? Uh, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're... One's named Zeus. Aphrodite. <laughs> no Zeus. No Aphrodite. Hermaphrodite. <laughs> Hermaphrodite. Phobos <laughs> and Deimos. I uh, never really got that. Mm. No. How about Venus? Moons, if any. I'm gonna. With, I'm going with zero again. We have a vote for zero. Jared. You know Jake? what? Let's change it up. Four. Going Looks like four. they're rocking four. I'm going to go 12. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, you are correct. So Venus doesn't. V- Venus just don't know about has it. zero moons. That is true. Now, I'm going to have to penalize you all 100 points because I can't believe in a room full of comedians what we've been talking about Mars and Venus for 10 minutes and no one has brought up the book Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. I didn't read that one. I just read Men Are From Mars and Women Are Crazy as Hell. Uh, that is an alternate title. Yeah, right. Anyone know what year that book came out? 93. Bing, bing, bing. Boom! Gold wow. star. 
Jake Dickey, 1993. Name of the author? The sad part is I did read this book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to ask three more questions about it. You're going to um, get a bunch of points. It was that dude who wrote the book. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> do do I'll give I have you, a lifeline? Yes. Your hint is it's the same name as someone sitting at this table. It was John Jaffe. <laughs> John is the correct first name of the author. John Gray. Ah. Um, spent 121 weeks on the bestseller list. Um, in the two decades since its publication, uh, most, shall we say, serious psychologists and therapists have completely debunked it. No one thinks that any of the advice in that book is correct. Well, see, I read that when I was 19 because my girlfriend was crazy as hell back then, and that explains why I'm still single today. I was going to do it, so it didn't help at all. <laughs> in other words, following that advice for 20 years. Um, there are two. I mean, uh, in the whole book, there's a lot of sort of pop psychology advice. Again, a lot of it's been debunked, but there were two sort of famous pieces of advice that came out of the book. I'll tell you what the advice was, and you see if you can explain it to me. One was that men and women react to stress differently. So do you know what John, how John Gray claims the difference in dealing with stress for men and women? Um, that that um, women want to talk about it and men don't? Well, talking about it is spot on, so you get half credit. Okay. The men don't, he does get a little more specific than that. Okay. But it's not wrong, but it's not specific enough. And the men leave to go to the bars. Yeah, he uses the word cave. That men withdraw uh, to like male spaces where they don't have to talk about their stress or their problems. Okay, that's so that's good, very good. And then the other one is John Gray proposed that both men and women assign points for acts of kindness from their partner, but that their point systems are different. Do you know what John Gray's one system? one was miles and one was kilometers. <laughs> <laughs> one was metric, one was British. <laughs> Uh, metaphorically, that's probably a good answer, actually. What was the question? Um, the points. That when you people who are in a cup, what couples, are the, what are the points called? Yeah. No, but they, they? they they just treat the points differently. But according to John Gray, and again, this has been debunked by serious mm -hmm, psychologists, mm -hmm. but his idea was that both men and women like appreciate it when their partner does something nice for them, but they score it differently, like so what that I'm kindness gonna, is worth. I'm going to say that. So, so is this about scale? So is it yeah. women women graded on a scale of 1 to 10 and men 1 to 100? You are groping in the right direction. So <laughs> I, I will give you 25 grope points. Okay. Is it that? Wasn't it like women scored things three times differently than men? Um, it's actually that women see all, according to John Gray, see all acts of kindness as equal. So it's just like a point for this, a point for that. So flowers on her birthday and holding the door open is the same thing. And giving her a kidney is the same thing. <laughs> Whereas men see like grand acts as valuable, but don't take into account the little acts that much, which is, according to John Gray, why a man will do something like bring home flowers thinking he's doing this great thing that he's going to get a lot of credit for. And the partner's like, eh. It's the same as picking up your socks. Yes. That's... That's why I give them a bouquet of socks. <laughs> yes. It's in a basket, and then I'm like, hey, wash this. <laughs> oh, that's so... I don't do that. <laughs> it, has, it has been suggested by uh, students and colleagues that sometimes I'm a little too strict on students, and I focus too much on criticism, and that I should do more to build up their self-esteem. 
So I have here a list of 101 random ways to praise a student. And I just want to tell you guys, you're important. <laughs> Can you make eye contact and say that? You're important. Thank you, that feels much For the students better. listening at home, Jared and I just shared a deep moment, which we scored differently. He gave me way more points for it than I gave him. As I tally up our points here, I'm going to give my students one more chance to improve their grades. And we're going to do this uh, with our extra credit portion of the test. So I'm going to provide you with an extra credit topic, and you students share some interesting insight, fact, or observation you have about this topic. And the topic for today's extra credit is sports. Sports. Do you have any interesting facts, data, historical points, or other comments on the field of sports? Jared, you look like Whoa. you're ready to talk, if that is your name. Something I've heard about recently. Yes. Football players and other sports individuals are getting hit in the head a lot, right? As it happens with football and yeah. soccer and whatnot. They're getting a lot of concussions and it's leading yes. to depression and suicide. And getting hit in the head is really mm. bad for you. And that's why I don't play sports anymore. <laughs> whereas and I was whereas people who do comedy rarely, not never, get hit in the head. <laughs> I, uh, I played college hockey for three days. Oh, congratulations. Three days. Three whole days. Yeah. And then a tragic incident ended my playing career. Can you share your tragic incident or is it too personal? It was tuition. Oh. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> that is tragic. I was like, oh, I had to pay for this? I'm not doing this. <laughs> Once Jonathan. I was playing um, intramural basketball mm -hmm. in college and um, I went up for a rebound mm -hmm. and I landed on another uh, player's um, shoulder and forced my testicles up into <laughs> the <ca> Yes, into where? <laughs> into the cavity of my, uh, <laughs> of my abdomen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so you really screwed yourself. <laughs> yeah, so to speak. Re return to sender. <laughs> and you, your voice hasn't returned to normal since, right, has right. it? Yes. yes. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that painful episode I mean, from your childhood. Did you have to like, get a plunger and like Daffy Duck them no, back No, actually out? what they did is they sort of held me under one person on the other arm and they drop you and... <laughs> no kidding. Yep. That's the medical treatment for that. They just drop you? I'm well, they, they sort of, you know, uh, give you a, a jolt. A therapeutic jerk is involved. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like a Heimlich. But not. <laughs> <laughs> What do you call that? We call that the heim nut. <laughs> the nut lick. That's different. That's, yes. like, that's, that's completely different. <laughs> and his voice still hasn't returned to normal from that procedure either. All right. Well, as I tally my students' um, final grades for today's class, I'd like to announce that the winner of the coveted classroom prize, the golden banana, is Jacob Gill. Yay! <laughs> Your brother's not Your even brother. here. Yes. You again. Your brother. He's so good. Jared's brother Jacob has the highest score in today's class. Uh, congratulations. He is very intelligent. Yes, so he should be. Mm -hmm. So it just remains for me, your host and headmaster, Dr. Jerry Jothi, to thank you, my students. Jonathan. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Jake. Always a pleasure, sir. Jared. Thank you for and letting me win. <laughs> Pass it on to your brother. Just we'll one more thing he's going to okay. get yelled at. <laughs> Gold Star Classroom is written and produced by Jerry Jaffe. Our producer and engineer is Stephen Gutierrez. Original music composed and produced by Jeff Geddert. Mr. Geddert is also our assistant producer. 
All commentary and opinions expressed by guests of Gulf Star Classroom are meant for entertainment purposes only. For Gulf Star Classroom, I'm Jerry Jaffe.